Hi therapists, welcome to another episode of Air. How are you? It's Friday night going into Saturday morning. I am doing fair to find. That used to be something people said, ask them, how are you? I'm fair to find. I never understood what it meant. I do now means you're not really fine, but you're on your way to being fine. So I'm fair to fine this evening, tonight, this morning. I want to talk about Bacchanal. I know. What is that? What are you? You're getting real Caribbean right now. Don't worry, I'll explain. I'll explain everything I'm talking about. So, the first time I heard the word bacchanal, as a child, I heard it in a Calypso song. And it was a part of the refrain and the reprise and the singer was just repeating the word bacchanal, 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 you know. And I liked the word, the word had a rhythm, you know, and as as a child, whenever I, I found a word unusual, I would repeat it to myself often, you know, so I would be doing a tour in the house and I would be bacchanal, 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 because that word stayed with me. Um, I used to be a dancer growing up. Uh, creative dancing it was called and I danced three days a week and we used to enter these competitions in our wonderful brightly colored costumes and one of the genres that we danced to was calypso or soca and it's it's hard to find a calypso or a soca song without the word bacchanal in it you know and so my understanding of that word was a party was a you know a, a session a, a soca session bacchanal was a party and so all through my childhood teenage years whenever i would hear the word bacchanal in a song or come across the word bacchanal in literature because if, if you grow up in Jamaica, you're going to study a lot of Caribbean literature. You're going to read your Becca Lambs. You're going to read In the Castle of My Skin. You're going to read all of these books by renowned Caribbean writers. And you're going to see words related to the Caribbean culture. So growing up, I would often be reading text and I would see the word bacchanal and my understanding of that word was always in the context of a party always in the context of you know a celebration and of course I knew it to be a Trinidadian word you know and I've always known it to be a celebratory expression, you know, let we go bacchanal, we go bacchanal tonight, let we go, let we go, 
Yeah, that's my Trini accent. I do apologize if I have any Trini therapists listening tonight. It's not perfect. I do try. Let we go. They they say things like, all you, let we go. Let we go lime. Let we go bacchanal. All you. That's, that's my attempt at a Trini accent. But bacchanal to me has always been nice. It's a celebration. I come to learn the other meaning of the word bacchanal. And I learned it from a Trinidadian. For, for a stint, I taught in the Bahamas. And Bahamas, in the Bahamas, there's a nice mixture of, you know, Caribbean nationalities coming together. There are a lot of Guyanese teachers, a lot of Jamaican teachers, teachers from Trinidad and Tobago, and there are teachers from Europe, you know, England, Germany, etc. A lot, just a lovely little cultural melting pot coming together in Bahamian schools. And one of the teachers at the school I taught at was from Trinidad. She was a Trini. And I remember she was talking on the phone. She and I were having a conversation. She got a phone call. She excused herself when she was talking on the phone. But she was talking loud enough that I could hear her from where I was sitting. And she's on the phone and she said, But what a, what a bacchanal when him go down there. What a bacchanal when she see him. And I, I thought to myself, my understanding of the word bacchanal is as a party, as a celebration, but how she was using it was in the sense of a conflict, in the sense of an argument. What a bacchanal when the two of them meet up. I said to myself, bacchanal? Hmm. So when she got off, the phone, me ever ready to learn therapist. I'm always asking questions. I said to her, Bacchanal, isn't Bacchanal a party? And she laughed and she said, Well, we Chinese, we use it for party and we also use it for any kind of commotion or conflict or loudness, you know. We say, yes, what a bacchanal. And I thought to myself, okay. So all of this time, <laughs> I had this word as this one-dimensional celebratory word when it really had another meaning, that of conflict, that of problems that of commotion what a bacchanal and then it made me think of the jamaican word preke which is in the same vein a preke when somebody said don't get me into a preke they're telling you that okay that's conflict that i don't want to be in you know um and the English word that comes to mind when I think of preke is ruckus, is confrontation. So tonight I want to talk about 
Abacanal <laughs> in my circumstance, in my life, therapist. You know, I take up the mic. When I take up the mic, I take it up because there's something on my mind and I have to share it with you, therapist. And I know that you will listen. And if you have been listening so far, you're probably wondering, where is she going with this whole Bacchanal thing? I thought this whole podcast was about unpacking feelings. Well, yes, it is. I am in my own personal Bacchanal. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then it finally drops. And you're just maybe blindsided because you didn't expect it to drop the way it did. And maybe confused because what you expected to happen didn't happen. I'm in one of these bacchanals therapists. For me, the shoe dropped last week. And therapist, I wanted to take up the mic and talk to you. But the calypso beat of my anxiety was so loud. I didn't think I could get the words out. You know, the rhythm of my, I don't want to say despair or distress, but it was just so loud. The cadence of the conflict was just beating in my, in, in, in my head and I couldn't find the words to even pick up the mic and talk to you, therapist. And you know, we've been talking for a while. Well, I'm doing most of the talking. You, the great therapist that you are, you're, you're listening and you're letting me unpack my feelings. So, I was deemed unsatisfactory. Therapist, that is my bacchanal. I have been assessed, appraised. And I have been deemed unsatisfactory and like, like, like a product that has been tainted. I have been tossed on the pile of things to discard for want of a better expression. I've been rubbished. I've been deemed unsatisfactory. And I'm now in my own personal bacchanal. You know. Oh, another meaning of that word that I came to know when I was in the eighth grade. When we studied Greek mythology and we talked about Bacchus and the god of revelry and drunkenness and um my teacher my literature teacher at the time being very strong wonderful caribbean woman linked the 
God back us with the Trinidadian um, culture of Bacchanal, meaning carnival that they have right before Lent. I'm about to have a really big carnival, it seems, before the Lenten season of my life. I can't give specific details, therapists. I don't know if my podcasts and my expressions and thoughts about the vaccine are what put me in the back canal that I'm in right now. But I know I'm in a back canal and I am dancing for my life right now. I'm moving to the rhythm, the drums. I'm spinning around, I'm turning. I'm back in grade four, back in grade five on the dance team. And the dance teacher is doing her very best impression of Debbie Allen in fame. Remember that? Remember that show with Leroy and all those other talented people in fame? And Debbie Allen with the, with the stick in her hand. Do you want it? You have to work for it. You have to want fame. You know, and that soundtrack, oh my God, with Irene Cara. Oh, I digress. I digress. Gone off on a tangent again, therapist. But by now, you know, this is what I do. But yeah, I'm in my own personal back and up. And sometimes things happen in our lives where we have a number on our backs, we're in a competition, and we're dancing for our lives, you know? So the two meanings of Bacchanal apply to me right now. The dancing part, the revelry part. Bacchus, the god of revelry and drunkenness part. And the conflict part. I've got a two dimensional Bacchanal happening right now in my life. But I'm holding it together, therapists, you know. I think sometimes when we are challenged, when things do not go the way we want them to or the way we plan them to, I think sometimes our response determines whether we win or we lose, you know. And my response to this whole shoe-dropping, blindsiding bacchanal is that I am going to keep going. I still have my reservations about the vaccine, which therapists, they are now saying is mandatory. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was a matter of time before the M word was used, you know. And we find that a lot of school administrators are pushing 
teachers and school staff into this thing and telling them it's mandatory, telling them basically you have no rights, you can't speak out about this. If you do, you'll be eliminated, you'll be rubbished, you'll be thrown on the pile of things to discard. By the way, you didn't hear it from me, therapist, but a veteran journalist who took the vaccine died on Wednesday. Allegedly, allegedly now, as a result of the vaccine and anti-vaxxers are just going wild on the internet they have like a thousand i told you so's you know they're tweeting they're instagramming everybody's i told you i told you i'm not an anti-vaxxer for the record i'm not an anti-vaxxer i just don't want the vaccine jamaica has you know, they have one and it's AstraZeneca, which only offers 10 weeks of protection, which I talked about at length last time when, when um, last podcast and episode entitled Blitz, I talked about it at length. You know, what <laughs> what's the point for 10 weeks? Of, I'm not going to go back into it, but... I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just don't want the one Jamaica has. Cuba has prepared one. I'll take the Cuban one in a heartbeat because there's, there's a trust that I have for Cubans and that trust stems from the fact that I lived with Cubans for four years. When I lived in the Bahamas, when I was a teacher in the Bahamas, I lived with, with some Cubans, you know, they were my flatmates and I found them to be a very honest, hardworking group of people, you know, and so I would trust a Cuban vaccine over anything else on the market today. I know your, your eyebrows are up. What? What? Did, what is she what is she even saying Cuba but Cuba the Cuban population the entire population is literate and I've always admired the fact that the entire population of Cuba is literate the man sweeping the streets has a degree everybody is educated education is 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 the foundation of everything there I've been there I've been to uh, Rojo Naranja in Havana. Um, I stayed with my my friends turned family, the Mateos, and I have to tell you, everything is organized and in proper order there. I know um, that there are some issues. I have no intention of going into the politics of it all. But what I saw was a group of hardworking people who let nothing go to waste. I remember I was passing a house because, you know, we walked around Arojo Naranja. 
you know, I took pictures. I mean, I, I was a tourist <laughs> first couple of days. So I, you know, I, I took my camera and I took pictures everywhere. And one of the things that I noticed was nothing goes to waste there. There were commodes in people's gardens that they had turned into the most beautiful garden ornaments. And I was like hard pressed to believe that I was looking at a commode, you know. Um, the rapport that Jamaica has with Cuba as well is a very good one, a very strong one. Um, and they have been known for their awesome medical practices. I remember when I was flying over there to stay with my friends turned family, the Mateos, um, there were a lot of Americans on the plane. And what they did was they flew in, they took a flight from Florida to the Bahamas and then from the Bahamas to Cuba and they were going down there for medical treatments. They were going down there for liposuctions, they were going down there for tummy talks, they were going down there for all of because Cuba has a very big um health tourism health tourism market. So people fly down there for all of these treatments and they know they're in good hands because Cuban doctors and nurses are some of the best in the world, you know? Um, not being biased, but the Mateo family, my good friend, is a doctor. So I have to say they have, you know, they have a very good healthcare system and professionals that wherever they go in the world, their method and treatment of patients is talked about and is hailed as really good. So I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer therapist. I'm just waiting for the Cuban vaccine. You know, I, I mean, I probably would take the Pfizer and the Moderna as well. But I definitely want nothing to do with AstraZeneca. You know, um, I'm just not something about it um doesn't sit well with me especially the free astrazeneca that was given in jamaica no matter what i come on here to talk about i always go right back to this vaccine situation i mean it's 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 the topic it's the buzzword vaccine these days so yeah yeah therapist i'm in my own personal bacchanal I spoke up, I was myself, and I was punished for it, I was rubbish for it, I was discarded for it, I was deemed unsatisfactory because of it, you know, and so I'm, I'm in my own personal bacchanal. I wish I could give you the details, but I can't. Only to say that I'm not in this bacchanal alone. I have strong shoulders to lean on. And I have great therapists like you who listen and understand. Yeah. <laughs> I think... I'll be able to sleep a little better having shared that. Thank you so much for listening, therapist. Thank you for your ear. 
Thank you for your shoulder that I leaned on for a few minutes as I shared. This has been another episode of Eh. Thank you, therapist.